Give us the tea on your dating life and tell us. Audrey, I don't have any. I'm Susanna. And I'm Audrey. And this is Everything is Copy. A podcast for dreamers and go-getters. Who also like to have a glass of wine and watch trashy reality TV from time to time. We're two copywriters who said peace out to our previous careers and publishing and teaching to do what we want for a living instead. And this is where we talk about, well, everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Everything is Copy. I'm Audrey, and today I am interviewing my lovely co-host, Susanna Hutchison. We wanted to... (laughs) She's cheering for herself. We wanted to switch it up and take turns interviewing each other so you guys can get to know who we are even better. And Suze is the lucky one in the hot seat first. So if you're new here and don't know her... Susanna is a brilliant copywriter out of Dallas, Texas, who is beyond witty, easygoing, and genuine, and she has perfected the art of capturing and polishing and showcasing her clients' unique voices in a highly strategic yet approachable way. For those who don't know, we met when I was an editor at a magazine and she was interning there, and we've slowly built our own copy copywriting businesses alongside each other while voice texting one another constantly over the past <laughs> few years. She is a huge cycle class girly. She loves her oat milk lattes. She has the cutest dog named Holly. She influences me to buy way too many things, and she can literally read a book in two hours. She also goes on more trips than I could ever fathom. Um, <laughs> if you follow her on Instagram, you know, yet she doesn't visit me in Northern California nearly enough, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Tooth, welcome to your own show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. This is just so fun. I actually love that we're doing this. Like it's, it's too. just different. And I like that you're in the hot seat first. Ha ha ha. I get to ask you all the burning questions. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but we'll, we'll start our episode the same way we always do, which is us just sharing our loving learning and it's a no from us. So what is your loving this week? Okay. My loving this week is this new cleanser that I got at target. So I have decided like there is hella skincare I will spend money on but cleanser is just Cleansers not don't. it. Yeah. Um, but I just like haven't found one that I really actually liked. And I picked up this brand called Naturium. Naturium. Um, and it is the niacinamide cleansing jelly. G-E-L-E-E. Wow. And it was like $12 maybe. Um, and I'm obsessed with it. It's like the perfect consistency. It kind of it reminds me of the Glossier cleanser. Mm. Like um, kind of like jelly-ish, but still like not a cream. Like their milk cleanser, is that what? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. With like a little jelly of a tendency. And I really like it. And it takes off all my makeup and I'm a fan. And it was $12. I need cl- a cleanser that is like strong or soapy enough to take off makeup too, because mm-hmm. I'm not doing an extra step for that. So yeah, I usually wipe my face with micellar water before I wash my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll wash my face with that, but I just, I don't know. I also like that it has niacinamide in it. Cause it's supposed to like help with redness, which mm-hmm. I have. So I love it. That's my love. Yeah, I What's would like yours? that too. Okay. Mine is so <laughs> sweets just have me in a chokehold <laughs> this pregnancy and my like latest snack that I love. 
I haven't shared this before now. I'm having deja vu, but I make this like white chocolate covered Chex mix that is so delicious. It is so easy and so good. You literally just like melt a bag of white chocolate chips with like some coconut oil. And then you pour it over a bowl of, I use like Chex Cheerios, but I buy like the, like the natural versions or whatever at Whole Foods. Um, and pretzels and peanuts and just like mix it up and then spread it out um, on parchment paper. It is so good. My call co- when I was in college, the like, I don't know, the little like shop that they had on campus sold like bulk candy. And this was like a candy that they sold there. And like occasionally I'll be like, oh, like I used to always get that when I was in college, like probably too much my freshman year. I live right next to the, that little shop. Um but I will like get a craving for it, but like I've been craving it this whole pregnancy. So I just like make a huge batch and it's probably not very healthy, but Who it is cares? so good. And it's like a good, it's like, I think it's like, there's a variation of it where you can put M&Ms in it and it's called Christmas crack. So yeah. a good little holiday treat too. It's kind of like puppy chow-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like there's that. no peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter would be really good in it and no um, powdered sugar. So it's not quite as messy, which I like, but I love puppy chow. I too. too. So good. Okay. What is your learning this week? Okay. So my learning is to bring other people in to help me with things in my business. So Audrey and I are both like copywriters obviously we're brand strategists like that's a big part of what we do but I've been working for like the better part of six months on my own rebrand and like my own switch up of stuff and I just cannot believe it's been six literally me either literally me either it's just because I haven't I haven't had time to do it yeah I was like you know what it I have to finish it before the end of the year like I owe it to myself to do that and I've just had a little bit of trouble like kind of defining some of the things I want to do and like strategies for it. And so I booked a strategy session with someone else who's like a brand strategist, but isn't a copywriter. <laughs> and I haven't had it yet. I think it's on November 30th. Um, but I'm so excited to like get someone else's perspective who's like in a different field, but still gets it. And it's just, it reminds me like, you can use other service providers as a service provider. Mm-hmm. Like I do that sometimes like with my friend Maddie, the designer. Um, but like I did I haven't really thought about doing it for myself in another way. And I'm like, look, it's not it's not easy to strategize your own stuff. That's why people hire us in the first place. I know. And it's so hard to like you you think because you do it for a living, like it should be easier. Yeah. And I I like trick myself into thinking that all the time. I'm like, I got this like But just you're also so close to it that like having another set of eyes on it sometimes is it makes a huge difference and it allows like you're going to be putting this out there for other people to consume and buy or like, you know, opt into with your services. So you have to like let other people in and see what you're actually building and creating because when you're so close to it, like you don't know if it makes sense or if it like will translate and all of that. So I get it. Exactly. Well, what are you learning this week? I am learning. Okay. So John and I are taking like this, um, toddler course called big little feelings. Um, no, that's the name of their brand. I can't, the toddler course is like winning the toddler stage or something because 
we are getting we are getting there with a <laughs> almost two year old who is he's he's learning how to put forth those opinions strongly. <laughs> and so we were like watching some lessons last night and one of them was about like how to like not say no, but say no to your toddler. And I was like, this actually is such a good way to say no to like anyone, <laughs> like, anyone, <laughs> but to soften it. And I loved it. It's kind of like a compliment sandwich. They called it, I think like the yes, no, yes technique, uh-huh. um, where like, okay. So if like your toddler's like, I want like candy or whatever, he walls well, can't say that yet, but I want, they want to do, <laughs> um, they want candy. I'll just use that example. <laughs> um, you say, yeah, candy sounds so yummy right now. We're going to have, you know, dinner. Yeah. Dinner. Right. Or yeah. Raisins. Um, but let's have a piece of candy after dinner, you know, like you do like, yes, that sounds great. We're not doing that right now, but here's when you can have that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I hate, I hate when people just automatically, like it mostly just happens probably with me and John, if we're like, like trying to make plans or something. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, this is such a good way. And I know I do that to him too. It's yeah. not just him to me. But like, it's so. just so easy when you like live with someone. Um, It's just a, like such a nicer way to soften it. Like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we could do this and then we could do that. Uh-huh. I love <laughs> or that. Maybe we could do this like next year instead, next or next yeah. month instead, you know? So I, I was like, yeah, I need to talk to you like that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm like, it's just like, one of those communication things where it is probably helpful in, I don't know, everything. Yeah. (laughs) Probably even like business stuff too. So I thought that was fun. A fun little tip. Um, What's your no this week? Okay. So I feel like my no is very off brand, but (laughs) I, I have tried guys over and over again to what, okay. Let me preface this by saying I love history. I love shows that make me like sit down and like pay attention to them. I love reading nonfiction. I think I, I love, know where this is going. You might. I love, and I love the Royal family. Hmm. I cannot get into the crown. Me either. Oh my, I, tr- I, I tried again last night and I just can't get into it. And I yeah. texted my mom and she was like, really? Like, that's so unlike you. Yeah. I just, I, I can't do it. I have tried. I think I'm on season three. It's um, so slow. I think we've only finished season one. It is so slow. And like, I want to watch it to get like more to when the kids are older and like Diana comes into the picture mm-hmm. and like, I want to get there. So I'm like kind of trying to still kind of force myself to watch it, but also like, I just, can't, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. Yeah. Did you ever watch Downton Abbey? No, my mom loves Downton Abbey, but I never watched it. Okay. Well, that one's actually really, it's like a period drama and there is drama. Oh yeah. I've like, heard it's it really good. So good. But for some reason this time of year, like after Halloween's done, like it's like the holidays. I, I want like a period drama like that to uh-huh. watch. It's just like comforting to me. So we had started Outlander like a few years ago, we watched the first season and have you ever watched Outlander? No, my mom has also watched that, but I haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, you've probably heard about the, there's like a very famous 
like episode, the last episode of the first season is the most treacherous TV. Like it is just stressful, stressful and um, graphic in the worst possible way. I don't want to like give anything away, but. Um, so we, I like had to stop watching it after that. I just like give up on shows if they like do that to me, like Dahmer. Uh-huh. But anyways, like because I've been, because I've been craving like a period drama piece. I was like, I think that episode is just like the bad episode. I think if we can get past that. So anyways, we, we started Outlander season two, um, last week. So we're trying to get into that. So maybe you could try that, but just be warned. Okay. The last episode of the first season is awful probably uh, I don't even know it's like on par with Dahmer but you see more things and it's just sick I'm surprised because my mom like (laughs) doesn't like stuff like that and she loves that show the rest of the show is like so my I mean not mild there's like drama and stuff but like this was like extreme graphic like sick to your stomach like yuck I feel like that (laughs) I'm trying to like be somewhat specific without being specific so I feel like that with Game of Thrones sometimes yeah yeah but you I can't even think even of any worse. scenes in Game of Thrones that were this level it, it was it's really bad so yeah. okay if that um, that might like intrigue some people to like tune in to or, like, yeah um but and then like we picked up now a few years later and we're like what is going on we like can't remember anything other than how bad that one episode was but I do think, like, I have some friends who absolutely love it. So I think it does get good or it doesn't remain that graphic. Yeah. I think my mom has, like, an Outlander shirt. And then wow, year for Christmas, like, part of her stocking stuffer, I got her. What's the, t- like, place called? Sassanac? Sassanac? Oh, Sassanac is what he calls the the girl. Oh, okay. I think I- but Craig Nadoon is the one of the places i'm like trying to remember everything whatever sassanac okay sassanac yeah i got her like a not like a candle but basically like a homemade like scentsy thing that was called sassanac and she thought it was like the coolest thing oh that's cute it's supposed to be that so but no i haven't seen it (laughs) but donna loves it wow but she also loves the crown so you you may not be into this she loves british television like as a whole um What's a no from you this week, Audrey? Okay. I actually had a hard time thinking of a no. Usually, like, my no comes to me pretty quick, which says maybe <laughs> Same, says actually. something. Yeah. <laughs> but today, I was like, what? I'm having, like, a pretty good week. But I feel myself getting an ear infection, which I don't think I've ever had in my life. But I woke up what? last night with, like, the worst pain. And then Wally woke up this morning. He said, ear hurt. And I was like, oh, you gave this to me. Or I, I guess I could have given it to him, but I think kids get him more. Yes, I didn't know that. I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. I thought I so. Either. It's like a virus. I, I have gotten so many ear infections in my life that I have like damage in my left ear now. Uh-uh. My eardrum has popped twice. Like uh-uh. once when I was little, I've had tubes twice. My um, sister has had tubes. Yeah. I've never had any ear anything. And so I'm I like, you should like, honestly, I'm going to tell you, you should, if you think you have an ear infection, you should go to the doctor like now because I'm getting my COVID booster today. Should I not? No, I don't, I don't think that would like affect it, but okay. the, um, like, am I just going to feel like crap? No, I just, I remember the last time I got one was my freshman year of college. <clears throat> 
And I think that it gets worse as you get older because I woke up, like I still remember, sorry, the little remnants of my bronchitis are just like really, really (laughs) attracting your throat. Um, (sighs) I remember being in my college dorm room, sleeping on my loft bed, waking up at like 3 a.m. And like my ear hurt so bad that I had to call my mom in the middle of the night. This was me last night. Yeah. Yeah. And it did, it, it does not go away without antibiotics. Okay. You have to have antibiotics for an ear infection. Ugh. Okay. I didn't know that because yeah. I thought they don't give anything to kids when they have it because I've oh, thought no. Wally's had one before. Antibiotic eardrops probably. <sighs> okay. Yeah, no, Great. like, ooh. But it also could be like if you're stuffy at all, it could just be like congestion too. But I'm not – I mean, I had a cold a couple weeks ago, but this was like kind of a side-by-side. It's like I just had this like gnarly cold and cough and like I'm – finally like better I kind of have a tiny bit of congestion but like nothing compared yeah. to what it was if you like this like, is just life now I think though with well with, with things are going around like post-covid yeah. everyone is getting sick but I think life also with toddlers we've been so lucky he's barely gotten sick like the first year and a half of his life but now it's it's a coming so. I know my friend Kendall her baby who's like the most precious child I've ever seen goes to daycare and they she shared something yeah. today that was like um on Instagram and it was like going to work to pay for my child to go to daycare so that he can get sick at daycare and make me take off work so I can't pay for him <laughs> to go to daycare and he's gotten sick so much yeah I do think daycare and we're planning on starting Wally in a little like half day program next year at some point and I do think get that like girly. wrecks them yeah, yeah. But all that to say, go – if you think you have an ear infection, I'm telling you, go to the doctor. You will regret it if you don't. I'm just going to message my, like, OB and see if she can send me something. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) pivoting away from my woes, my ear infection woes, let's get into a little interview with Susanna. I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not going to – I have a couple questions that are like – okay. Not out there, but different. Um, Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) But I think that we should just start with you sharing a little bit about what led you to become a copywriter and start your own business and how you got to where you currently are. Yeah, of course. Okay, so (laughs) yeah, you're you're so podcast guesty. I'm so podcast guesty. Of course. Let me let me just dive in. Like, long story short. Okay, (laughs) just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's how I've talked many times. But I have kind of always wanted to be a writer my whole life. Like, I remember sending a submission of a really cute poem of mine, "The Talking Rose." two highlights and it got denied, but I I still remember that. I'm like, oh, my first rejection, but always wanted to be a writer. Always English was always my thing. English class, reading books, all this stuff. Then I found Grey's Anatomy my junior year of high school and watched it all and decided I would like to be a surgeon. So I went into college for the first semester as a biomedical sciences major. Absolutely hated everything about it absolutely hated everything about it. I failed like three classes and my GPA never recovered. And <laughs> who cares? Who has ever asked for, by the way, Literally a GPA since graduating? Zero like people. we could have all failed in college. Zero. People. Well, I guess. Yeah. I, was okay, say, well, I, I don't think they give, I don't think they give you your degree if you fail, but we could have gotten all D's and like yeah. no one would know. 
100%. So I changed to being a journalism major with an English minor. um, And my whole, like all my actual life dreams, except for like the year before college, just came back and were very clear to me. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But I thought I wanted to be a journalist. Um, So I started like freelancing. I did magazine internships, newspaper internships, magazine internships where I met Audrey um, and just thought that I was going to be like a print journalist. And then I have just always been very motivated by money. And I realized quite quickly that if I went into print journalism or digital journalism, I wasn't going to do that. So I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, And I, my first job after college was being a part-time news producer for USA Today's college desk, which they shut down like three months into me having the job. And I got, I think I, I think I've told the story on the podcast too, so I'll keep it very quick, but I got a job at my old high school as a yearbook newspaper teacher and just like knew that I didn't want to do that forever, but also like it was a decent salary and like it gave me time to do other stuff. So I started a good landing pad. Yeah. And so I started freelancing and just like picking up random copywriting jobs as Audrey understands just like random shit the the most random and that Been there third, myself yes and the third year of teaching I had like really started to build up my freelancing stuff so much and like also I was getting really I hated teaching at that point like I really didn't enjoy it that when COVID started I was like okay it's time to just go on my own so The last two years have been – two and a half years almost have been full-time girly, and it has been the best decision I've ever made. It seems like longer than two and a half years. I know. Because I've, like, like watched and, like – I was going to say been by your side, but we have not. We've lived in separate places (laughs) the whole time we've been running our businesses. Um, But it seems like you've been doing this for, like, five years plus. I know. It, It feels like that to me, too. But it hasn't. I quit. I officially quit my job in April of 2020, but school didn't end until June. And then yeah. I got paid for teaching through August 30th. That's like so I the always, best. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good. That was like the best case scenario. So I always like consider <clears throat> the last week of August, like my first full-time week of being self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think back to that time because okay. which time? It the... wasn't that long. Like starting, starting okay. your business. Okay. What like what ways do you think you've grown the most since then? Because you have grown a ton as I've witnessed. I feel like I'm like your coach. I've uh-huh. your therapist right now. <laughs> um in so many ways, I've become a lot more confident in who I am as a person. Um I also have (laughs) – there are so many areas for growth that have happened in the growth itself, which I Mm -hmm. think is interesting. Like I am a lot more confident. I get to do all these things that I love and I love my job. But at the same time, like that's come with its own set of problems. But I still am like very, very much so stretched myself thin, just like I was when I was teaching and do all these things. But I've also learned like – and this probably sounds so cheesy, but like I can do so much more than I originally thought I could. And that's like goes for everyone who's listening to this too. Like you, I think 
when you're like forced to get scrappy and like forced to like Audrey talked about this on a podcast episode not that long ago. Like when you're forced to like figure things out, you realize like, holy shit, I'm like, I can actually figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like this worked. And so, yeah. And it's also taught me that there are certain things that I will always prioritize over everything else when it comes to work. And like when I was teaching, I could I couldn't always prioritize those things because a I didn't I wasn't making enough money to prioritize them. Um, B I was super unhappy in my job, and now that I'm a teacher or not a teacher anymore, I'm like <laughs> I can prioritize being with my friends, traveling, being yeah. with my family, taking the time to like make myself feel better, and that has been a better. I don't even know if that really made sense, but that has been like a big lesson I've learned too. Is just like how to get a little more clear on the things I want to, I, I do value and to like work really hard to make sure that I keep being able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I do think like, so your like approach to work is so interesting because you've always been like, I'll take it on, like yeah. send anything my way. Like yeah. I will take it on, which I know has like sometimes stressed you out and like been to your detriment and like we're now in exhaustion. But at the same time, I think you're like, you are finding like this balance between like taking on, um, new projects or new clients or whatever it is. And, um, knowing that that is like a, how do I say this? Like a, a strength that you can offer because like, so sometimes people get so like, these are my boundaries and I'm not moving them. Like I'm like leaning more towards that way, but I've, I've like, even, I mean, my clients send me things last minute and I will be like, I'll do whatever I can to get this to you. Like, and I think that you have grown so quickly because of that attitude, which is like, in some ways it kind of sucks because it is like the hustle mentality. Like you have truly like hustled your ass off and it shows in like this success that you've built in such a short amount of time. I think that's probably why it feels like you've been doing this for five plus years (laughs) because you've done five plus years of work in two and a half years. (laughs) Um, so I just think that's super interesting to see too, and to notice, but now you're almost like slowly starting to pump the brakes and be like, yes, I can take on a lot, but I don't always have to, or like there can be better, there can be like a better way to do it, a better way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Which that's where I like want to hear what you would tell other people just starting out. Like, would you tell them to, cause I think it's like hard to say, like, as you're a few years in, like, you know, don't take on anything and everything. Don't, don't like hustle because it will burn you out. Like we know that now, but also like, I think that is kind of a part of starting out, but I want to hear what you think. Like, yeah. what would you tell someone starting their own business who feels like super overwhelmed and scared and like, they just need to do it all? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. In one way I am bad at trying to do it all. And I always have been that way. <laughs> so I think, like, I think you're actually like insanely good at it. Just, well, just saying <laughs> but- from the outside. The best, the best tip I have, if you're already a person who like veers more towards that, if you're art, cause I do think that some of us are just like that. We're like, we want to mm-hmm. do it all. We want to have our hands in all the things. We don't want to miss out on things. Yeah. Say, it's like the FOMO slash people yes. pleaser e people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But first of all, if you're going to be like that, that's okay. But trust your gut because 
I think Good that one. there there have been several situations, none of which I'm currently in, but especially at the beginning where I knew, I knew it wasn't a good fit. I mm-hmm. knew that the person that I was working with was sucked. I knew that the work was like not fun. And there were just like multiple red flags I would ignore, like in the name of like just building a business. And that would be, that would be like, yes, you you can if you're the kind of person who wants to take on a bunch of stuff you can and at a certain extent you have to but at the same time like trust your gut if you have a red flag waving in your mind like listen to it because it's almost always right and then I would say um Audrey's gonna laugh at me because I'm horrible at this um (laughs) when you start needing help bring it on before you think you're ready I really think that I was terrified of getting someone to help me because I didn't want to say goodbye to my money, first of all. And like part of it was like finding someone to trust with my work. But honestly, more for me, it was just like I didn't want to pay someone else. And I had like this thought in my head that if I did that, like I would be making so much less and it'd be so stressful. And it hasn't been that way. Like I've made more money because I have help. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell myself this now as I know that it's time to do this again. <laughs> um, so that. And then I also think like it won't last forever. The feeling of like being so overwhelmed. Like I just think of – I think it was like the second year I taught and the third year I taught. I lived with my two best friends in our house, our sweet little cozy house. And every single night I would get home from work at like 5 open my computer and work until like 11 p.m. And I don't know how I did it. And when I think about it now, I just like want to like give myself a hug because it was horrible, but it didn't last forever. And I'm not saying that you yeah. should do that, but it it doesn't last forever. Yeah. That's good advice for like every hard transition yeah. that I like. I have such a hard time with transitions in general because it like you don't know when the hard part's going to end. I know. I know. That's like, like with (laughs) everything right now relates to like giving birth soon for me, but I'm like in postpartum, (laughs) like my whole like mantra was like, like everything is temporary, but when you're in it, it does not feel that way. And so it's like important to like continually remind yourself that or else you will go. Yeah. And also- Like have, I'm not saying you need to have a five-year plan because I sure as hell don't have one right now, but like (laughs) also knowing that there's some sort of like in goal you have in mind, I think can be super Mm -hmm. helpful too, because you knew you were going to leave your teaching job eventually and you were trying to build to a place where you could. Exactly. Yeah. Um, back to the like red flags or trusting your gut. Tell us, tell us a little about a time. If you can think of one where you like knew right away, like, okay, no, this is, this should be a no. And then you still took it on. Cause I know I have plenty to. <laughs> have I ever, have I ever talked about my 17 year old boss on this podcast? No, no. You talked about it on another podcast <laughs> and that was the podcast that I listened to that I was like, Susanna, we should start a podcast. <laughs> Cause it was so funny. Okay. So this was, <laughs> Yeah, I still like I still can't get even over this. This was one of several red flags, but we're just gonna pick one. So um for a minute at the beginning of my freelance journey, Audrey was too. I was on Upwork 
And I didn't even really use it for that long. And I didn't use it for that much, but I used it for this one guy who had this job opening or like job listing that was like writing blog posts and interview style formats. And that's what I had been doing like journalism wise. So I was like, this would be super fun, super cool. Okay. Then I get on the phone with this guy and I was thinking while he was talking to me, I was like, he sounds like a child. He sounds like a child. Um, but he like had his shit together. So I was like, maybe he just has a little baby voice and he was talking about like pay and like the scope of work. And then we get off the phone and I look him up on Instagram. Y'all, he was literally 17. Like he was literally 17. He was still like not an adult. He was still in high school. I was a high school teacher. I was a high school teacher. And I was like, um, is this real life? But I, I need, I, that, Yet again, I ignored the red flag and I was like, well, money is money. Who cares where it comes from? Which is <laughs> it's usually my problem. Slash, how is he making good money to be I able don't to know. pay? I looked him team. up actually like literally like two weeks ago and he drives like a Ferrari. So it really worked out for him. Like he Should've stuck with him. Like, no, Honestly. absolutely not. This mother effer, okay, was the most like, how do you, like, I'm trying to think of like a character that he would remind me of but he was just so bossy and would like send me something at like 11 p.m and be like um can I have this back by 8 8 a.m tomorrow no boundaries which by the way I did not do I was like bitch no like you're 17 (laughs) so that was that was an example of a red flag client um I have had red flags like literally gotten on a discovery call with someone and the vibes have literally just been off. And then they're yeah. like, I want to work together. And I'm like, cool. And then I regret the decision. Yeah. Um, my whole other red flag from earlier this year that I shared on a podcast episode, um, if a company rhymes with, can I say it? <laughs> if a company sure. rhymes with foraled, fado papiety don't work with them <laughs> that was a slant rhyme i'm pretty sure yeah that was that was me doing some slam poetry um don't look <laughs> into it but trust your gut because every single time every single time every client that i have ever had like major red flags around like and around like their personality their aura i've yeah. always regretted it so pay attention to that yeah that's a good Good little nugget of advice there. <laughs> um, okay, not to get sappy, Suze, but okay, what would tell me what 10 year old you would say about where you are now in your life and your career? Oh my god, I love this question. <laughs> well, a, I think 10 year old Susanna would be like, What the hell are you doing? if she looked at some of the like copy I write and she's like, What is this? Like, you wanted to write stories about talking roses. How did you end yeah, up? Yeah, this would like, not be approved by highlights. At like, all. how did you end up doing like conversion copywriting? <laughs> but at the same time, I remember sitting like being 10 years old or so and sitting in my room, which had like a purple satin bed sheet or bed comforter and like a fake garden fence, and just like would think of all the places I wanted to go oh. and like the friends that I like hoped would come with me. 
And when I look at like, I know. And when I look at the life, not necessarily my work, but like the life I've been able to build through my work, I'm like, holy shit. Like I did that because I would have never guessed that when I was younger. Like my family, we are going on road trips to uh, Iowa. Like we went on and we went on trips, like shout out to mom and dad. But (laughs) I, I did never think that I would like be able to work for myself and take off to and literally travel the world. Yeah. And like, but your own bill, you're doing that. That's like crazy to me now, even from like two years ago. Yeah. And so, and I feel like I'd also be like, hell yeah, Susanna, we're working for ourselves because we don't like authority. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like she'd be proud of me. I feel like she would. I love that. Okay. Tell me now how you see your business evolving in the next few years. I know you said you don't have a five-year plan, but let's just think like one to three years. And then also like outside of work, like let's move away from that. Like what are just some goals you have for you for the next year? Okay. So business-wise, I would like to kind of do two different things. So I would also – I would like to stay like the face of my business, I guess, but I would also specifically like the content side of my business. So like blogs, emails, all that stuff. I will not be doing those. Someone else. For will your clients? Or for yeah, for you? my clients. For my Got clients. It. And I would be able to be like more of a creative director role, mm-hmm. like more of a, I don't, and I know that's more like design focus, which isn't what I mean, but more of just like an overseer role. I would love to have like four-ish people on my team versus one yeah. um, and just be able to kind of like serve more people at a higher price point, but like also have higher level too. Yes. Yeah. And, but I also don't really ever want to stop the contract work I'm doing. I really love it. Like the yeah. two contracts. Explain what I, that is like yeah. for people who don't so, know. So basically I have like my business where it's just I'm working with like I think right now I have eight or nine like ongoing clients and that's those are who I work with like for blog posts newsletters social media um podcast scripts and then I have like my other clients who I write like website copy for and projects but then I also have two corporate clients I guess you could say which are Expedia Group and LTK and it's just like a different a different type of work and mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. It is a different like area of my brain. It is brain, like a, totally. Yeah. It's a different like environment. It's very corporate, obviously, because it's court they're corporate clients. And I I enjoy that work. And that's also like what I can like save to go travel with and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, so it's I like diversifying to- your, yes, not exactly. only your workload, but like your income too. Like exactly. you could easily stick with small businesses and like creative entrepreneurs, exactly. but like you've diversified and that creates more like security and also like diversity in the work itself, which is good. That's like good for just like professional development. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It, and exactly. And I'd also like to do, I'm hoping like next year to have like more of a messaging strategy offer where people can like hop on the phone with me and I can help them like with the message around their brand so that and then my friend Maddie and I are toxic and are always wanting to do something (laughs) different so we have like thought about founding like a smaller 
like boutique style kind of like digital marketing agency. Oh my gosh. I know when we haven't talked much about it yet and neither of us ever have time. So we'll see if it happens, but like managing social media and like, um, stuff like that. So we'll see. I bet if you both hired more people on your teams to manage like the day-to-day stuff and the smaller things, you could absolutely do that next year, like by middle of next year. And that would be super fun. Yeah. Um, So that, and then personal life in the next year, let's see, I, (laughs) I have to stop only talking to uh, my friend's and I have to go on some dates. So that is my goal for next year. And I've said it on this podcast before. And I have said it to my therapist. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but really, my goal for next year is to like expand my circle, kind of. I have the best friends in the world. And I also, like, I have a lot of friends that are also, like, I, and I wouldn't even say they're acquaintances. They're friends. But I would also just like to keep expanding my circle. I love meeting new people. I love talking to people you are the best people. at that I'm like the opposite I'm like I don't want any new people <laughs> I know I know like a lot of people are like that but I would love to just like keep growing my little circle um that's so love- good as an adult too because yeah, it's so it's freaking hard. hard we talked with Allie from Oat House about this too yeah. but like it's hard to do and like to me it's like emotionally draining <laughs> to do it that be. it can be But Uh, you are so like, you're so good at staying connected with people and just like checking in or like, I don't know, you'll text me about the most random things sometimes where I'm like, I wouldn't even think to text someone this, but it like makes my day that you like think you've thought of me and reached out, you know, like it, it's like so sweet and like thoughtful and it's just the smallest thing. Yeah. So I love that. But that I would like to really just like. I'm getting some hormone like lab testing done in the next couple of weeks. And I would love to like get that taken care of in the new year. And then I would really, I need to hire someone else because I would just really like next year to be as profitable, but not as stressful. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of next. This has been like your biggest growth year. I feel like um, since starting your business where you like put your foot on the gas as far as it could possibly go. And then you're like, wait a second. Like, no, this it, is I'm going to and really yeah. not fun in yeah. the way that it should be. So, yeah, I can see you kind of like pulling back a little bit, but not slowing down. Yeah, exactly. In your pulling business, in just exactly. like, just like spreading out the workload, spreading out the people. work a little better. What yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the dating thing. Oh, Give us the tea on your dating life and tell Audrey, us, I don't have any tell us well okay then tell me what your ideal partner is like because okay. personally I'm curious so I can keep an eye out and okay. like okay. if I see someone at the grocery store I'll be like hey I have okay. someone for you <laughs> um I have no tea to share on my dating life I have not dated someone since the summer of 2020 and we had like pretty much zero chemistry as a whole anyways um that's the worst so I know so I have, I feel like I've been dating my friends and myself for like the better part of the and last And that is so years. important too. That's it like is. even more important and you're in your twenties. This is the time to do it. So yeah, totally so, be doing let's, that. Let's see. So if you want to know, like I'll start, which I know that you don't get to choose what your like love of your life looks like. So take this with a grain of salt because- Give us personality first. No, that really I was is- going to give looks first, but then personality. Cause I was going to okay, keep okay. it quick. I'll keep it quick. I'll keep it quick. I'm 
I'm attracted to like larger men, like <laughs> tall and like bulky, kind of like yeah. offensive linemen type men. <laughs> that is like, ooh. there's a lot of those in Texas. We can, they are, that. but that brings me, that'll, I'll talk about that in my personality. <laughs> um, also love, love a little, you know, uh, scruff action. Um, nice arms. Okay. That's it for physical. That's all I'm going to say there. Okay. A has to like to travel has to, that is a non-negotiable and like wants to travel with me. I love to travel by myself and my friends, but like, I love the thought of traveling with like, a man. yeah, a partner. Yeah. Yes. Um, second, it's also like very important to me that friendship is important to them. So friendship is like a huge part of my life. I'm always like, not always with my friends, but that's an, it would be hard for me to like be with someone who doesn't have any like friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be difficult for me. Um, let's see, is nice to his mom and his like waiters and waitresses and, um, has a job that they, maybe not necessarily love, but like work hard at, there is nothing, there is nothing less attractive to me than a lazy person of any, anyone like girl or boy. Um, so someone who like has a good work ethic, um, let's see what else. Well, someone who's like genuinely kind, I like kind can be like sarcastic and dry, but like not to the point of like not being nice at heart. (laughs) Yeah, like a person who sincerely cares about other people. And I know like several of my friends who have like boyfriends and husbands and stuff that I'm like, you're not a nice person. (laughs) And I want that. Um, Also need like, this is a stupid trait, but would love someone who's like good at fixing shit and hanging stuff up on the wall. And like, I'm (laughs) horrible at like any so-called male area um, no, work. just call it like handiwork, handiwork, <laughs> handiwork. Let's not so, gender this. Yeah. Let's not gender <laughs> this, that. So yeah, that's kind of like my list. Okay. I have those notes taken and I will <laughs> be doing some homework. <laughs> okay. Everyone well, else feel free to do some homework as well. Yeah. <laughs> listeners. Come on. No. Um, I think we should get into our rapid fire questions. I'm and scared. you guys know, I don't know what these are gonna be. <laughs> you guys know we do rapid fire questions with our guests on the show, but like we kind of use like the same we use the same ones and sometimes throw in different ones depend like a one different one depending on the guest. But Susanna has been saying that she is gonna prepare for these. So I had to really <laughs> mix these up, throw in some different ones so I could catch her off guard. <laughs> Okay, I'm scared because I didn't prepare for them. Okay, This one should be easy for you. I know it's going to be easy for you because I think I even know what it is. What is the best item you've recently purchased? Why did I just like freeze up? Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, oh, I just got (laughs) Taylor Swift floor tickets like 20 minutes before this. When the interviewer knows you better than you know Uh, yourself. (laughs) I was also going to say my Christmas tree. I love my Mm. Christmas tree. Okay. Yeah, I still want that link because I need okay. a skinny yes, one like that for our house. Okay, this one's one we always do, but what's an unpopular opinion you strongly hold? Shit, this is so hard. I feel- I know. <laughs> I always think oh it's hard God. for guests. And so oh I was like, God. I'm going to give her one of our hard ones. 
what is an unpopular opinion? And we even did a whole episode about unpopular yeah, opinions. Yeah, but to say, like, I have a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, unpopular opinion that I strongly hold. If you say you're not into politics, you're lying, and that's a privileged take. Ooh, I like it. Okay, well, who's your celebrity crush? Okay, I have several. Um, Ryan Give Hurst. Top three. Okay, Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy, Remember the Titans. He played Opie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, John Corbett. So he played Aiden in Sex and the City. And I'm like, I don't know any of these actors' names, but once you say who they played, yes. I, I I have the visual. And then those are like my top two. Those, those are, are my top two, two. Not anything like each other. Uh, I know, I know. And <laughs> um, when it comes to John Corbett, like my mom took me to go see Raise Your Voice with Hillary Duff when I was younger, and whenever we like walked in the movie theater. She was like, isn't the boy – like, don't you think the boy she fell in love with is so cute? And I was like, no, mom, the music teacher, who was John Corbett. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jai on the uh, – yeah, the fox. What is it called when you like someone older? Uh, Ray Fox or something. Well, if they like someone younger, they're a cougar, right? Yeah, okay. and, or like robbing the, cra- the crib or yeah, something. Cradle yeah, cradle robber. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it yeah. called though when it's something like – so Silver Fox, that's what it Silver is. Silver Fox, that's what it is. Yeah. Yes, and he is so attractive. Oh, okay. If you could do anything else for your career, what would you do? I really wanted to know this one. I'd be a lawyer. What? I'd be a lawyer. That is so out of left field to me. No, I, I mean, not I, that I don't think you could. I'm just like, I never knew what you would be. Yeah. So I seriously thought about it like my sophomore year of college when I was journalism and English. I like seriously thought about studying for the LSAT. And, like, there have been multiple times, like, now where I've been, like, damn, I wish I was a lawyer. But, like, a corporate lawyer, not, like, a – Yeah. Yeah. Like an ambulance chaser. Um, That's so interesting. Okay, fun. What three things would you bring to a deserted island? Okay. I'm going to be annoying and say sunscreen. No. Okay, okay. Just, like, not, like, actual necessities. You would bring water, food, and sunscreen. Okay, because I've – okay, because I've thought about that question before, and so I always – okay, Let's see. Um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. My favorite. <laughs> Why I could probably of guess all time. <laughs> My favorite book of all time. Um, can I bring my dog? Yeah. Okay. Holly can come with me to the desert island and And bring one of those celebrity men that you named. <laughs> yeah. And I'll bring Ryan Hurst. Okay. Specifically as Opie in like season three of Sons of Anarchy. Okay. All right. Okay. What is, well, I guess we kind of already covered this when we were talking about your perfect man, but what's like the number one most attractive quality in a person to you? And maybe not just man, like any person. Um, Being able to be independent in the way they think and the way that they do things. I like, I think it's so cool when a person like has a strong sense of self when they're able to like, I don't know, not follow what everyone else is telling them to do, but also like not feel the need to do that. Because I mean, all of us do it to a certain extent, but being able to like, I don't know, know you're your own person and like be okay in that. I feel like that's what's missing in a lot of the people that I know and has been me in the past. So I think that's an attractive quality. Yeah. And especially if you like know, have known them for a long time or know their family and you yeah. know that they've stepped away from like deep rooted family beliefs. Yeah. I don't know. Not, not in like a, I know what you mean. Yeah. 
but like in a way where like, you know, they've done their own work to develop their own opinions and beliefs about things, not just to disagree, like not in like a rebellious way. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What would your death row meal be? This is my favorite question of all time, but Um, I want to know your app. I like, I want multiple pieces app entree drink and dessert. Okay. So my appetizer would be like sourdough bread, like a fresh homemade sourdough bread with like the salty cultured butter that they yum. get like, oh, yum. And then as for my like death row meal, it would be like a bowl of cacio, ca- or I'm sorry, cacio e pepe. I was um, like, wait, wait, language are we going with here? I know. Maybe like a side of <laughs> Stouffer's macaroni and cheese. Um, a piece. I of, didn't give you a side, but I guess you can take that. I'm taking it. A little piece of like a chicken pot pie. Oh my gosh. You were throwing <laughs> in multiple courses. Some really okay. good mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And then dessert. Was that is a dessert? And a drink. Okay. Um, dessert, drink yeah. would be a red wine on the left side and a diet Coke on the right side. Okay. You're just taking multiple. I know. Dishes. And then <laughs> dessert would be homemade peach cobbler with vanilla ice cream. Yum. Oh, your Texas is coming through right yeah, and now. <laughs> okay. Last one. What are you most looking forward to right now? I am most looking forward to, well, I'm really looking forward to my best friend, Krista, coming home this weekend. I really miss Oh, she is? Oh, good. And she's going to spend like a couple days with me next week. But then after that, I'm really looking forward to going to South Africa. I'm really- That's in January, right? No, that's December 25th is when I leave. Oh, you leave on Christmas? Yeah, I leave like, I leave at like 10 p.m. on Christmas. I think I did know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Well, Susanna, where can everyone find you? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you can follow my podcast on Instagram at, at everything that's copy podcast. And you can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Um, you. you can find my Instagram at Susie B. Hutch and my website, which is in the process of being redone, is SusieBCo.com. To be launched probably fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, hopefully by the end of December. Yay. Well, this was so fun. So I feel like I've learned yours. some fun new things about you and I will be looking for your soulmate <sighs> all over Sonoma County. Cause wouldn't okay. that be so fun if you lived here and then you I, lived here? I would love to live there. <laughs> Just, yeah, you'll really be saving your pennies then with our nice <sighs> little cost of living, but it's beautiful and amazing. So just come visit again next year and I will. We'll, we'll, we'll go hunting. Okay. And I'll good. be able to drink that time. <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to get drunk with Audrey, guys. I know. We've never had even a glass of wine together because this is just last little tidbit to wrap up with. When we became friends or like met at the magazine we worked at, we like got coffee a couple times, but we just like, I don't know. It wasn't that we like didn't click or anything, but we just like both had different Well, lives. and then you moved to Nashville. And then I moved to Nashville like pretty soon after that. And so then you were in Nashville once and we got coffee there. And then I moved to Austin. You were in Austin once and we got coffee there. there. We've only ever gotten coffee together. And then like once we both were like starting our businesses and like we just literally started talking, 
every day, pretty much. Um, we have become like such good close friends and we, and when Susanna visited me this summer, I was pregnant. So she, she drank, I've seen her. I drank, (laughs) I drank enough for you and me. (laughs) No, I don't think you had, maybe not. I just think you enjoyed the fruits of Sonoma yes. County. I think said. of the wine tasting that John put me through and I was like, I'm pretty sure. I drank, like, <laughs> he was like, try another here. One. How about this one? And he's like, do these side by side. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. That was so fun. I enjoyed watching. Um, <laughs> so anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, my, the tables will be turned sometime soon and oh God, will be interviewing me <laughs> and I will be sick that day so I won't it won't oh, happen shut up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> my ear infection will have taken over my entire body sorry um Ugh, anyways thank you guys again and we love you and we will see you next Wednesday bye